Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. And we are now at part four of my ongoing series, Untangling Web Design. This week is about layouts, web page layouts. We've talked reason, we've talked branding, we've talked usability and best practice. Today we're laying it all out on the line, fitting these pieces together for an optimum design with layouts. We'll even get a little inspiration from the Rolling Stones. A lot to think about in this one. Different styles of web design and layouts can be made depending on your purpose of your web page itself. I'll share some thoughts and philosophies with you. Uh, you can jot down ideas you like. You can look at examples online and find what works best for you. These aren't like Ten Commandments kind of thing. You can take what you want. You can mix and match and so forth. We want to first think about how we read or how your audience reads. How our eyes naturally move. Most of the people looking at your website or my website, their eyes are going to naturally start at the top at the left and move to the right and then go down and then from left to the right and continue that process until they reach the bottom. Because of this, you may want to stay away from centering your paragraphs and content alignment-wise. As designers, this can actually be hard uh, because when we look at things when we look at layouts oftentimes we want it to be balanced on both sides and if you move something to just one side it may look a little bit off but if you think about it from usability and for the ease of reading for our users I really really caution you from center aligning text and having anything centered in the body of your web page Something to keep in mind. Everyone loves a nice pyramid diagram. And so in web content creation, we see a few upside down pyramids. One example that I've seen is putting essential information at the widest part at the top, followed by additional information and supporting information. And then at the smallest part at the bottom of the page, goes your least important information. I don't know that I'm necessarily a huge fan of this, but I know a lot of people use this for their web page layout. Uh, to me, it kind of takes away the desire for someone to want to spend time on your web page. If the further you go, it doesn't get you any more motivated to stay on that web page. But it does work for a lot of web pages out there. The method that I kind of prefer, that I like, is another inverted pyramid. And it's one that's, it's a design that is especially popular uh, when creating email content. And it's to grab attention at the top widest part. The big, bold, attention 
catching information or graphics then as you move down to the pyramid then you start to build anticipation and then down at the smallest part is your call to action so in this case the pyramid is funneling your attention at the, from the broadest part capturing your interest and then directing you down and informing you information until you get down to the bottom getting that visitor on your web page to be ready for that call to action I think this can work out well for web pages also uh, with the actual layouts themselves there are many different options one popular option for web page design is the Z pattern and think about what a letter Z looks like and think about how we direct our eyes when we read so this makes sense so the Z pattern has eyes starting at the top left of the web page moving to the right end of the page and that's where you find the second focal point then you direct your eyes down to the left again and that's your third focal point and then you move your eyes to the right and then you get to your fourth focal point these are popular for home pages with minimal design and have some space in between the elements it's a nice use of white space in between the different sections and maybe you have a nice hero image to look through uh, as your eyes go through this reading journey this is obviously uh, brings a lot of attention to detail and design in that triangle between the first second and third element and because of that that's where you want to put most of your important information uh, if the Z pattern has more information you can actually continue that pattern from left to right all the way to the left underneath then all the way to the right then down and all the way to the left again you can actually continue that Z pattern into what's more defined as a zigzag pattern moving down the page so that's a popular way that you may want to think about how to uh, create your web page or how to outline your information. Uh, the next pattern that I'll talk about is the F pattern. So the F pattern is similar to a Z pattern. You start at the top left hand side and you go all the way to the right. And then you go back and then you go down a little bit and then you go to the right. But where a Z pattern generally directs your eyes from the far left to the far right then back to the left down then to the far right then left and down again and you're going from one end of that page to the other left side and right side uh, the F pattern as you go down the page you gradually uh, start scanning your eyes less and less to the right so if you think of like a capital F where the top part of the letter you know goes further than the second bar of the letter F um, that's kind of how this works with the F pattern uh, this is used in contrast from the Z pattern and the zigzag pattern where you have a minimal design with lots of space this is for web pages that have large amount of text quantity uh, real text heavy content throughout it and as it turns out a lot of web pages design themselves this way as it is uh, but 
you know it's something you you that may work out depending on how much text content you have on your page another example uh, you can lay out your web page with is the one column layout I prefer the one column layout most often I think it's good for storytelling or containing articles and it's a good way to have a web page that makes it easy to add more content to. So you might have like your banner at the top, obviously, then your nav menu. And then underneath your navigation, you might have a headline followed by a graphic. And the graphic is probably going to be more of a landscape graphic that goes the width of that page box or of that, of that body of the web page. And then underneath that, you'll have some supporting text. And then it repeats. You have another headline with another graphic with another set of text. Uh, I think it's easy to navigate through. It's easy to, to read. And, and it, it's real responsive. As a matter of fact, I would say the one-column layout is really something that you could utilize for your mobile device layout, whereas single-column layouts allow easy one-handed navigation and, and it just fits in your tablets and your phones very nicely. Uh, another type of layout could be the single image landing page. So you look at some web pages, and there are pages that have just the giant hero image with a few links and minimal information. Not meant for any scrolling, just all the information right there uh, that delivers that brand's goal of their web page. Some layouts might be two columns, a gallery layout that features a grid of images. Uh, they may have details beneath them or they could be as cards that flip over when you hover over your cursor like a portfolio or a gallery or even a store. Um, you can use a magazine or a newspaper style that mixes and matches uh, with the different columns and where the pictures go and where the text goes and so forth. A lot of different options as far as web page layouts go. Here's what I recommend. Think of what you want on your website. You know, maybe your web, maybe your web page or website, maybe it's only going to be one page. If it's more than one, you want to think about how am I going to group this content? What's going to go on each page? Once you have that figured out, then you can create a site map. A site map is like a concept map or a web of your website. You start off with your home page. Just draw a little circle or a little square and write home page. And then you draw little branches off of that. And those branches then have another circle or square attached to those uh, which show and represent the other pages that the person can navigate to while they're, while they're moving through your site. Do any of those pages branch off to other pages? You know, or, or how, many, how far down is that tree going to go? Uh, so that's a site map. And you can find great examples by searching just site maps on Google. I encourage you to do that. Once you have an idea of what a sitemap is, then start with your home page. And if your 
website is only going to be one page, you don't really have to worry about a sitemap. But most of you are probably going to have a website that's going to have a home page. And then maybe there's going to be something where it's like um, testimonials or, or maybe it's going to have examples of other work you've done. Or maybe you're going to have a store on there. Maybe you're going to have something on there where they can contact you. You know, you might have two or, other, or three other pages uh, that navigate. But if yours is only one page, you don't have to worry about the sitemap. But if it's more than one, just think about how you want those pages to navigate through. Um, once you have that done, then uh, you can actually start listing out all your content into pieces. I would use like post-its or note cards. And, you know, if one of them is going to be like the banner, you know, the web page banner, then you could write that on there. If one of them is going to be like uh, a picture of something, you know, you could get another note card and write a picture that contains something. And if you have text that goes with that, you'll get out another note card and you'll write out the text that's going to go with that picture. Once you have all those elements like covered, all the little parts that you want on your web page on there, you know, icons and things like that, then you can take your post-its and your note cards that you created and go to like a table or the floor or whatever, and then you're going to start laying out these note cards or post-its and move them around until you find a layout that you like. You could try it with that Z style. You could try it with the zigzag layout. You could try it with the F style. You could try it with one column or two columns. However you want that to be. And once you have them kind of fit together in a format that makes sense to you, you know, then you maybe you want to take a picture of that with your phone uh, or... Or something to where you have that. But basically you're just taking all these ideas you have. And you're putting together a puzzle with pieces of your website or web pages. That really have no one right or wrong way to do it. You're just finding the best way to put it all together. The Rolling Stones sing a song called Jigsaw Puzzle. When I hear those lyrics, I think of a web designer who has all these images and all these videos and all this text and other elements, icons and logos, all this stuff. And they're trying to find the best way to fit them all together in a way that takes this whole story and puts it in the right order in a way that makes sense. Jigsaw Puzzle by Rolling Stones. Check out that song and tell me that that doesn't make you think of this concept. Once you have all those pieces laid out the way you like, like I said, you can take a picture of it with your phone. Uh, you can then also sketch what is called a wireframe. A wireframe is a simplified diagram that shows how all your content will fit on the page. If you're working on a website or a web page for a client, a wireframe is a popular way to draw something out. It's kind of like prototyping, and you show it to the client, and then they can say, oh, yeah, I like that, or... Or, well, what if this part was moved over here and it's just a real simple diagram for it? Just like you would Google search um, sitemap, do a Google search for wireframe 
and and you'll see kind of the idea for it. You know, instead of having the actual picture in a wireframe, you might have a square with a giant X through it that signifies that that is an image. Uh, I encourage you to come up with as many of these wireframe sketches as you can. I would say you want at least two sketch sets for each theme. So like you have a desktop layout and a mobile day and a mobile layout for your page. You can then continue this process for each of the pages of your site. Once you get some sketches done, then maybe talk to a trusted friend about their thoughts on the layout. Does it make sense to them? Is it engaging? Does it look professional? Is there areas where information is too cluttered? Is there places where it's too sparse? What problems could they see happen if someone's navigating through that web page? Just finding that information. You don't have to take their advice, but it's, it's not bad to get ideas of other people's thought process who may be looking at your web page. Your homework this week is to come up with a sitemap for your website if yours is more than one web page. And then you're going to come up with a sketch set for a desktop and a mobile view of your web pages for your site. Spend some time looking at other web pages. Look at ones that inspire you. Look at web pages that you spend a lot of time at, web pages you're addicted to. What's so good about them? Can you identify their strategy and uh, find a way to emulate or incorporate that into your design? Also look at web pages of your competitors. What are they missing that you can offer? You know, once you have these ideas down, you could also take those and put those on your Pinterest board uh, that we've been kind of using to put together these ideas we have for web pages and websites. Uh, once you have that kind of figured out and those sketches done, you know, think about the headings and the paragraphs. What's the font combination you're going to use for those? We've talked about typefaces earlier. Uh, what's the color combination you want to use? Remember the two steps forward and two steps back, opposites attract uh, episode we discussed about color schemes and palettes? Is there a background image that you want to use for this? Uh, or are there going to be solid colors behind the text? Or are there going to be... Uh, patterns or textures start fitting all these things we've been learning and all these items we've been talking about and incorporating them and put it in detailed notes with these sketches once you're done with that homework you should really start having a clear picture of what you're wanting to accomplish and how you're going to accomplish it with your web page creation next week when we come back We'll talk about online website builders and hosting options so your web page can go live. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter at Code Peterson.